I'm Audra. And I'm Sadie. And we are former English Lit majors and sisters who miss reading and discussing literature with fellow Lit nerds. And we created this podcast to discuss literature fueled by libations. So pick your poison and join us each week to discuss all the queries and views unearthed in great books. And support your local bookstore. Welcome to a new episode of Lit and Libation. Hi, Audra. Hi, Sadie. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Um, I'm good. I'm excited to talk about this movie. Yes. Okay. So we are talking about today the Netflix adaptation of Jane Austen's Persuasion. Um, Dakota Johnson plays our girl, Anne Elliott. And I'm really excited to talk about this movie and like concept of adaptations and just a lot of also like kind of the heat and discussion that's been around this adaptation in this movie um Mm -hmm. i think i have some thoughts i think it's gonna be good i think it's gonna be good but can you before we get into it can you remind us what our next book is going to be about yes so the next book that we will be discussing so it'll be the next two episodes is called mother of strangers by swad umri Um, And I'm excited to talk about this book because I also um, am doing some research and really putting some effort into like being able to have some specific details about the Palestine-Israel conflict during this time period the book's written about because it's based Mm -hmm. on a true, it's a novel from a true story. Like you'll see Mm -hmm. what I mean when you read the book. But, um, and I just wanted to provide a little bit more of that like historical context because I think that's one of the great things about books is it really can tell you a lot about ourselves and time and yeah like but it needs a little bit of that context and so I think we'll probably discuss a lot of that too in the next episodes nice I think that will be good and I'm excited for that as well because I don't consider myself to be the most informed on the Palestine and Israel like Mm -hmm. conversation and history and and um so I'm excited to talk about that and to get some of that history as well because I think it's it's good to I really I really like building on what books are talking about to like inform myself as far as like my education on current topics as well which as we know like yeah, yeah. that conflict is that's the thing very like, important it's, yeah it's it's yeah it's still a really big deal and it's not talked about a lot I think and there's some really strong feelings about it and it is something to be you know I think paying attention to so I'm glad like uh, for this book I'm glad to discuss it and yeah so that'll be the next two episodes so pick up a copy if you uh, haven't from your local bookstore um yeah and that's it so it'll be interesting awesome awesome what are Um, you drinking I made myself a pina colada Oh, that sounds good. <laughs> you are so good. Yeah, so, Your drinks so are I so did, good. Well, I mean, it's like three ingredients. but it, So it's coconut rum. Oh, well, what I did, I used coconut rum. I used fresh pineapple. And then I used coconut ice cream. Ooh. That sounds yeah, really and it, good. And then ice. It's really good. It's really You've good. You've got me, like, excited and totally amped. Also, that is, like, a huge mason jar like that you're drinking it out of that's amazing it it made a lot um luckily I went pretty light on the rum yeah but watching you drink that though um definitely has me amped and ready for my Mexico vacation in February where I'm gonna be like drinking a lot of coconut rummy drinks 
I think. Love it's it. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be really good for me. Um, I'm stoked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited for you. Thank I you. love like going to destinations like that and drinking like obnoxious drinks like this. I know. Like, I just love it. Like it doesn't make sense for me to be drinking that in like Massachusetts so in sugar. February. It's like and it's so much sugar. Right. Like the hangover is terrible. But if I'm in a foreign country and I'm on a beach and uh, I have nowhere to be other than on the beach, then that sounds like yeah. a perfect drink to have. Yeah, I agree. I'm excited for you. Well, so I'm pretending I'm at the beach tonight. <laughs> where where are you? Where are you pretending you are? What are you um, drinking? I'm frankly, I'm like just not pretending much at all because I back to my boring drink shit. Um, I just is this am a beer wine tonight? It's That's no, a, it's no, wine. Well, from it's where? A good wine. What kind of wine is it? What see? Is it's it a Sauvignon from, are you in Blanc France right it's now? Cal- okay, no, it's California. Oh, okay. California. Um, Sonoma. Okay, uh, okay well, you're yeah. you're there. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. That's where you are. Yeah, it's fine. It's you're fine. in your like grandma coastal chic house, like oh on the beach, my gosh, and you're I'm just sitting and I'm just watching wearing, the waves, wearing with beige a glass of wine. across my whole yeah, body. Uh-huh. Um, my house yeah. is beige and blue, and that's all it is. I'm Di- Diane Keaton. Uh, grandma, coastal grandma chic. That's my aesthetic yes. right now. I will say that this yes. wine is very good. It's very like crisp and apple and it's really hitting all of my spots tonight. I This is a very good wine. I'm very happy that I opened it. I love being a part of a wine club. D- okay, that's enough. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Like someday, I, I just you know, someday Utah will, they'll catch up. It'll happen. I'm I'm confident yeah, it whatever. will happen. It's fine. Um, but okay, so that's fine. You're pretending you're. It, I'm. There you go. So it's not boring. See, I just made it not boring for you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you're it. You're welcome. Okay, so what are your thoughts on the movie? Okay, I really liked it. I liked it a lot. Okay. There, now there, I, there is a, a major. No, I don't want to say major. There is definitely a very specific dislike I have about it. But uh huh, there's a significant amount that I like about it. I liked it. Like if you asked me, like if I had a pick, I'd say I liked it. Even though there's one piece of it that okay. really upsets me. Okay. Um, I. How do you, how do you want to go about this? So <laughs> I will just say. This is the type of movie, this is why I think the concept of an adaptation is interesting, because I enjoyed this movie. I thought if you put it by itself, I think it's a fine movie. It's fine. It's enjoyable. It's entertaining. However, I don't think it's a good adaptation of the novel. Does that make sense? Like, it does. I, I, think disagree. In the I disagree of, with you, but it makes sense. Yeah. In, in my opinion, I don't think it's a good adaptation, but I think it's, like, a fun and fine movie. Like, the movie, you like the movie, like, as its own story and, like, how the movie's made, like, almost separate from the Jane Austen novel? Is that what you mean? Yeah, like, I think that, um, okay, like, I'll tell you what really bugged me. Um, okay. I think that they manic pixie dream girls our girl, Aunt Elliot. And I don't think that the portrayal of her in the movie is at all like the character. 
I think that the movie, in comparison to the book, is very shallow. But if I hadn't read the book, I think I would have enjoyed the movie just fine. Does okay? I th- yeah, I think that's that valid. I think that might be like a, a harsh way of looking at it, but I think that that's kind of how it is. Like compared to the book, it feels like it feels very shallow, and it feels like they tried a little too hard to make characters make quiet characters more interesting to an audience and I think that maybe that's just why this maybe this book is just hard to put on the screen in the way that it's written as a book but so like maybe they had those challenges and this is how they they went past those challenges but I think that like Dakota Johnson's Anne Elliot I don't think is very much like the character that I read about in the book but I still I thought it was an enjoyable movie it's not like I'll never watch it again I like I just can't think about it. I almost have to think about them as two completely separate things to enjoy it. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. I mean, the things that you dislike about it, I like my dislike is kind of along those lines. Like, mm-hmm. I I mean, I, I liked the movie. I actually thought the reasons, like, that most people don't like adaptations, like, didn't bother me. I liked that they kind of changed like almost updated the dialogue a little bit with kind of more Mm. modern terms like almost did like you know what clueless did with emma yeah kind of a thing where yeah like i actually liked that because i feel like that is how jane austen would write it if she was writing it now like she wrote very much of the times there was like slang and Mm -hmm. kind of in the know things and like you know it was she was writing of like, it, it was written, like, as a modern novel. You know what I mean? Right. And so I think that it would be. So that, I like that part. Like, I really, which, okay, so you brought up last episode that there would be something right away in the movie oh, that I like would be. Oh, like, the flea bag of it all yeah, so where the, she's looking at the screen? Yeah, so her looking at the camera. Yeah, because I had said some comment about how that's what I picture almost in my head from this narrator. Yeah. So, yeah, when she does that first turn yeah. to look at the camera, I just start dying. And Kendrick's, we, were, we watched it when we were in Pittsburgh. <laughs> And he's like, what? And then I had to like pause and explain like <laughs> that that's what I pictured. So it was funny. But um, yeah, I, I don't know. Where was going? Where was I going with that? Um, well, I, you were just talking about how. So a lot. OK, so like. Oh, I liked how gate, modern it was. Like, say, I like liked, this movie I liked has gotten. A, yeah. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people don't. So and to me, like I thought some of the jokes were really funny with that, like. Like, I thought it was yeah. funny when she, like, talks about him making her a playlist and she pulls out of her, like, hope chest or her trunk, like, a bunch of, like, music pamphlets and she calls mm-hmm. it a playlist. Like, I think that's a funny joke, you know? But at the same yeah. time, I think that it kind of made some of the more, like, mature or, like, deep aspects of these characters seem immature and kind of like I don't know it just was I I just didn't well I didn't like how it was so not taking itself seriously in a way when I think mm-hmm. that like the book takes itself more seriously 
Oh no. I mean, there's some darkness in the book. That's like yeah. my one, like when I said I had one major issue, it's that the movie, I don't think portrays any of the like dark points of the novel. I mean, like just even when it's set, like the reason that the sailors are coming back is like Napoleon is like pausing in like the war. Yeah. And so that's why they're all back. So they've like been at war. And so like the scene where Louisa um, falls, you know, jumps off and falls and hurts herself and Captain Wentworth, like there's like kind of almost like this PTSD reaction a little bit. And it's like he was just yeah. kind of dealing with war. And then the other dark part of it is, is even though they find each other at the end and, you know, are in love and together, he's going to go back to war. Like, right, right. so there's gonna, they're gonna have this loss again. And so like, that's not really, you know, in there and like, there's some like darkness to it and that's not in the movie. But I, I think that I'm, I'm able to be okay with it because the same with what you were talking about with how the characters are, like, I think there were major changes with the characters. Like Anne yes. is very extroverted in this movie yep, and not in the book. Like, I think that's a very... That's a total well, swap. And that's, I think, that's what bugged me is I felt like they, like, so I, I said that they manic pixie dream girl this character. And I kind of stand by that. I think that they, there were a lot of points in the movie that they were trying to make it be like she's not like other girls. Like, and I hate, I hate that in movies. Right, I hate that yeah. in books. Like, I think it's actually really belittling to just like normal women you know who don't have to be like quirky and weird like they don't have to have a rabbit as a pet and they don't have to be like super silly and like the silliest the silliest aunt in the world with like mustache on her face like I don't know there were like a lot of things or like the octopus dream that she like talks about in that awkward like parlor setting with their very distant relatives there's like little stuff that that, like that and like who is this character because it's not Anne Elliot and she's so quirky. Yeah, she's so quirky. Like, oh, well, there's awkward silences. So she just like recalls this weird, quirky dream she has about an octopus, where she is the octopus. It's just very weird, and it's it's yeah. funny. And it, I think, if you hadn't read the book and you didn't know what this character is like, I think it's fine. But, but I, I, I guess I kind of felt like in doing that. Like, it's almost like they were trying to make this character more of an Elizabeth Bennet than they were trying to make it an Anne Elliot. And I think that that is a disservice to the character Anne Elliot because I think that even though she's quiet and introverted and she um, is very amenable. Oh, she's a great character, though. She's very thoughtful. She's smart. She's she's very, I mean, she can, like, she's very compassionate. You know, yeah, she is self-reflective and wants to grow mm-hmm. and like she's mm-hmm. and she does have deep care for the people she loves like her niece, you know, her nephews and like her sister. I like I love her relationship with her sister um Mary. Yeah. Like and okay, I did like I did like Mary. Mary was hilarious. I loved anytime she was on the screen it made me so happy that, i loved that actress i loved did that character in this movie job. far more than i did in the book even though she was great in the book like i got more of a sense of like self like she had self-awareness yeah does that make sense yeah. like 
in the book, it seems like Mary's just kind of just kind of shitty and spoiled. Right. And in the movie, she came across as that way, but at least self-aware and deep down kind of a thing. It was right. a very endearing character. Well, I think that like that's. She, I think the actress really pulled off. Who was that, that actress? I loved. I it. know. I want to see what else she's in, but I feel like her comedic timing was excellent, and I think it's also reflective of like Jane Austen. Like that's the thing. Like I feel like that actually fit the book really well, as far as like her turning a lot of very similar dialogue and like conversation into a much funnier thing just by her facial expressions and her tone of voice and like the way she said it. I also have to say, I think that the, oh my God, his name is escaping me, but he's in so much stuff. But the guy who plays the dad, I thought he was oh, so good yeah. as yeah. as Mr. Elliot. Um, yes. I Sir Elliot. I see, and I, I thought he was great. I, I did. I liked it. But then I also, I did not, I didn't like the change they made to, to Elliot. Like he was more kind of a like Tim, roguish yeah. charmer. In the movie versus like kind of a like mm-hmm. not a good person like <laughs> and no he's so I think his storyline like in the that, book that's is some of that darkness again too yeah like, it's, it's like the I mean, romantic comedy but this is a romance that's has comedic moments does that make sense yes. like it was almost fifty fifty in the movie and the book it's like ninety ten but that ten is so good yeah does yeah. that like. So, and I think so it's like they almost had to take away some of that and make it more of like that kind of those those ingredients that are always in modern romantic comedies. Like just yeah. like, you know, the Manic Pixie Dream Girl and the just how she's more extroverted and the the bad guy's a bad guy, but he's not really a bad guy. You know, he's well, because I mean, the, we're, the, your description of him as a rogue is like perfect you know like because but in the book i think he's more nefarious um yes yes like especially he's more, he's more villainous he's like way more villainous it's like because didn't they in the in the movie there's not even like a i think her name is mrs smith like the mrs smith character nope. like she's not in it mm-hmm. at all and i think that yeah, which i think is a which is i mean you, you can only fit so much in that sucks that it i get why but it sucks yeah. that it was cut like she like i think just her friendship, you know, it was really important. And she told, she's the one who told Anne the truth, you know, about yeah. Mr. Elliot. And I, and I think it was another, you know, part of the reason she wasn't with Wentworth is because of advice from uh, other people. Uh, from yeah, Lady Russell. Then, yes, thank you. And then she gets good advice from mm-hmm. her friend about Elliot. So it's like, it's kind of a, mm-hmm. that other side of the coin and it's good that she gets to experience that. So I liked having that, that character and that interaction very much in the book. And so it was sad that it was missing. And I also think that like, in the same way that I feel like they changed Anne so much, they took away some of um, her smartest like abilities, mm-hmm. which is the fact that she's very cautious around Mr. Elliot in the book like continuously Mm -hmm. and I feel like in the movie she's much more charmed by him and yeah I think because or seems to be entertaining him at least yeah or entertained by him even a little bit because in the the movie like enjoys his company he plays along with her more like they're quippy together Mm -hmm. there's like some chemistry there for sure and I mean 
Henry Golding, who's the actor who plays Mr. Elliot in the movie, he has chemistry with, like, a bush. Like, he is such a handsome and, like, charming man. I feel like he could have chemistry with anything. Um, And she's no slouch either. Right, 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 right. She's she's stunning. So, Uh, yeah, they're, they're very all pretty people. Pretty people, but also, like, I think that there are pretty people who aren't who don't come off as charming sometimes. And I think that, like, oh, Henry, well, sh- Henry, sure. Go- Henry Golding, in the same way that I think Dakota Johnson does as well, because I think she has a very, like, charming personality, like, on the screen and off of it. Like, I think she's a funny person in real life as well. Um, their their chemistry You've got to have good. some goods if your dad is Don Johnson and your mother is <laughs> Melanie Griffith. I mean, you've got to have had some like, have you watched, fun times. Have you watched her Architectural Digest home tour? No, but I've seen some silly clip about something with her and some, was it lemons or like? Limes. Something. And limes. Limes. And she had like a bowl full of them and then she's like, I don't even like limes or something like that. Like She's just funny. Like she just, yeah, she just like makes a joke, a joke about her all green ki- kitchen and then the fact that she just has this gigantic bowl of limes and she does make a joke about how like it's almost like they're just there aesthetically to go with the green kitchen. Um she definitely likes limes, but anyway, you should you should watch the whole interview because I think it's actually the tour is very funny. She's she's a funny person, um, hmm. but like I said, I don't like that that kind of like cautiousness and like some some of the conversations she has about Mr. Elliot with other people where she's like, oh, I don't know, like like where she kind of vocalizes more of her caution around him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That wasn't really done in the movie at all. Yeah. And I think that that is, again, like, I think a kind of a disservice to the character that Jane Austen created. Um, yeah. And I don't really like the idea I, that this, like, movie, like, you know, I get that they went in the direction that they went in. But I also think that characters like Anne Elliot, like, they deserve to be the heroines of films as well. Like, it doesn't just have to be this, like extroverted like charming beautiful like not shy quirky person you know that gets to be the main character like I liked Anne as the main character of the book yeah no that's a valid that's a valid point you know and it's one that's like kind of making me examine now of how because I do think that they're just very different characters and I liked both of them but I can see why I like the movie character and a lot of it has to do with kind of how they've portrayed her you know she's someone that's more like in your face uh engaging versus Anne in the novel is like you've Mm got to she's just as engaging but you've got to like work a little bit more for it you know you've got to pay attention more Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. I value both of those but it's the one's easier right and it's more so it's well, interesting. One's, one's what, really hard to put on a screen. Like it just is the truth. Well, that's that's the thing. Like it's re- that's, and that's I think why, even though there's all these differences, I really do feel like the movie captured like the spirit of, like even though it's missing some of the darkness, like the overall like spirit of Jane Austen and the novel and like what she was trying to do, mm-hmm. like it 
I can I feel like it tried. It came pretty close at least. And so well, I liked I all of like that said, of it. I, I but the like book Jane is just Austen so much better. Is very much like of the times and she's um like I think her works have endured because the themes and the things that she talks about are like timeless you know like it's it we still yeah. exist in that society honestly like it's the same situation yes. we just have more technology and like more rights for yeah. certain people um but like really it's the same dynamic that's kind of going on socially and structurally and um so Jane Austen being of the times I think like it makes sense for an adaptation to also be of the times but I think a little bit I'm I was kind of on on the side of like well if you're gonna do that then like go harder for me Hmm. like go the clueless route you know because like i have the character oh like modernize everything like i would have rather they'd modernized it but then like still kept Anne the way Anne is in the book and like they could have had all of that like funny stuff but, like, kept Anne the same, which is why, like, I think Clueless is a great adaptation of Emma, is the characters, I felt, like, stayed true to the book characters, even though they're in this modern setting. But I don't necessarily like that. I felt like the characters didn't really stay true to the characters that she wrote. Mm, yeah, it was more aesthetically closer. Yeah. But thematically farther away versus clueless was thematically closer but aesthetically yeah, far away exactly i mean i like i think what it is is like these mo- like all the m- movies i've ever seen based off of jane austen movies have enhanced the books for me like mm-hmm. i already mm-hmm. loved the books mm-hmm. and really liked them and appreciated them and the movies just like enhanced my like for the book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. versus hating the movie and it's like then if i hate the movie adaptation it doesn't make me dislike the book but it like it leaves kind of that bad taste of that movie adaptation like yeah versus these novels I liked them and they enhanced the book but it's still more about the book for me does that make sense like yeah. it was just a nice enhancement to the parts that I really liked about the book either way either because of the differences or because of the similarities I think like, that's fair it just gives more to think about it so I liked that and I, I mean it was it was like a pretty it was pretty novel oh i liked it's a pretty novel it's a scenery. pretty movie like the scenes yeah. the cinematography of that movie is great everybody looks great yeah i think very nice the costumes yeah. are great like scenery yes. great um i also I okay so loved go go, go ahead, ahead sorry no you go ahead oh i i love the dance scene between wentworth yeah. and louisa yeah i just that was very to me i really love that i thought that was really well done and so like the, all those things mm-hmm. just enhanced parts of the book that I really liked too. Yeah. I also, okay, so this is something that I loved about this movie. And I'm so glad that movies are starting to be like more conscious and like aware of this and like that audience are, are like accepting this more as the norm. Um, but I really liked that this movie was pretty colorblind that they cast characters like people of color as characters in this book that are not like explicitly described as characters of color like henry golding is a chinese man or um and he chinese american or chinese english but he's he his like race is asian he's asian and he's cast as this like typically what would have normally have been cast as just like a white man 
a white English man. And I love that. I love that, like, there are people of color in this movie that, you know, these adaptations have typically been really only with white people in the cast of the, all these main characters. And I think it's important that that people are doing this because, you know, like, I think that everybody is a t like has a right to these stories and like everybody has an attachment because it's so a part of like our education system and and like these are just important stories that have been told for like a hundred years you know like Jane Austen is timeless and so I think it was really important and awesome that they had a diverse cast in this movie and I think yeah. more movies need to do that and I'm glad that I haven't seen you know, at, at least I'm sure it's out there, but I'm really glad that I haven't seen stupid people on the internet say that, like, these people shouldn't be playing these characters because of their race, as if, like, white people are only, like, only white people are entitled to tell this story. And I think that, so I don't know, I just think it's cool that it's a diverse cast. No, I love that you brought that up. I was going to, um, I'm going to send it to you to do because you're the tech savvy one of us, but mm -hmm. put up on our, um, either on, probably on our feed or on the stories. So I read this really interesting, I was kind of, I wanted, I was thinking about that, what you were talking about. And mm -hmm. I found this really great essay by the Jane Austen Society of North America. And it's called, So Far We Are Equal, People of Color and Screen Adaptations of Austen. Um, and the, the man who wrote it, he has worked in like the theater world and he's a man of color and he writes it, it's a really nice article or essay excuse me that kind of talks about what you were just talking about mm -hmm. and I found it really valuable so I think we should put it up on the podcast because yeah. it was definitely something that I thought about but thought he was far better equipped to talk about it than me <laughs> oh absolutely because I found I found that was yeah that was really interesting and Kendrick and I brought that up when we were watching it like we kind of were talking about that and like what our thoughts were about it so it was I I appreciated that too I loved it I loved it um it kind of made me think about I mean I don't I don't know the timeline of like as far as when production and like casting of that movie was done but it kind of made me feel and think about like the impact of Bridgerton on this adaptation a little bit because I don't I don't think you watched Bridgerton right? no I didn't I wasn't I really honestly I still don't have any interest it has you don't not, you don't have to it has not piqued me it's yeah. I don't blame you for that like it's I think that they did a lot as far as like having a show be in that world and that time and that universe for like very Austin, you know, Georgian time period, but just letting a, a diverse cast tell the story. And if anything, I mean, I think you could like pull this back to like Hamilton or like even like, you know, this 1997 Cinderella with Brandy and Whitney Houston. Like I just like, like people are doing this more and more now and um, I think Bridgerton was a direct influence on this movie and um, in having a diverse cast tell the yeah. story in yeah. this time period. And I think it's, like, important to see because I think that 
in adaptations that we've seen of a lot of these stories of the time period that are like set in England or set in Europe in general, like the majority of the cast, like 90% plus um, is white unless it's specifically about a person of color. Right. And I think it tells a myth like I, th- I think it it makes people think that all of England was white when that's not the case. Like people of color have always existed in these spaces. And I think it's good yeah. to see them in the, these spaces on the screen. And like I think it's beneficial mm-hmm. for everybody. It's beneficial for me. And um, I think that it's just important and I so I really appreciated that that's something that they did, and I'm glad that I haven't seen well, and, people up in arms. Yeah, and with the history of, I mean, even before in movies, people of color weren't portrayed by people of color. You know, they were right. portrayed by white people. Right. And yes, to to not like so they didn't have to hire people of color, and so they've always been incredibly underrepresented, and you know everything, and so it's. Yeah, it's an interesting part of it. And I it, I like when stuff, you know, when the movies bring that up. So as beautiful as it was and as romantic comedy as it was, it brought up a really interesting discussion with, you know, me. And so mm-hmm. that was nice. On top of that, it was funny. Well, and <laughs> I, I, ju- really I just it. like that it is just, like, normalizing that. Like, because I think... And I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I just think, I, 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 I think that, again, I'm, I am probably, well, I'm not probably, I'm 100% not the best person to talk about this, but I really like having characters being played and giving people of color an opportunity to have, to, to be able to play characters where their race is not the central through line of their story. And I mm-hmm. think a lot of the time in movies, um, particularly TV, like it's a lot, a little bit better. But I think in movies specifically, a lot of the movies that are made that have um, predominantly like casts of like people of color, the through line and like central story for them is like the history of their race or like their race is central to the story but i think that that would be exhausting and i think that i'm just i'm just glad that more opportunities are being given for them to just to tell like just a story a regular story and not have that be a topic of the story Mm -hmm. like not to not have to like constantly have have to deal with and like reanalyze reanalyze that and like tell another story about that i think that's like really good to see I, re- I remember reading like an article when 12 years a slave came out and this isn't like super specific but a lot of people were like well yeah a movie about like a slave like of course like these actors are going to get accolades for that but like they're not getting accolades for just telling like regular stories mm-hmm. you know like yeah, re- why I does race why about, does yeah. race have to be like this the central part of the story for them to get roles right and so I think it's I just I think that's why like having colorblind ca- casting can be helpful in just giving more examples of that not having to be the through line mm-hmm. for them to have a valuable story to tell. Yeah, that's a really good point. I like how you explain that. 
Thank you. Well, I really, I, I liked the movie a lot. And honestly, I think the favorite thing for me about the movie was truly that they had her looking at camera. Yeah. And doing this. Like, I loved it because honestly, I really connected with the character because that's the voice it gave to me. Like, it really, I thought, I told you that. Like, it, it's like, yeah, I imagine her like looking to camera. Like, I really think there was this great description of connection with the reader and the character or that caused that with such an introverted character that doesn't have much dialogue yeah yeah like I just I thought the book did that so well and I think the movie did it as good as it could but it still did it does that make sense like it wasn't as subtle but it like it still conveyed the same like tone of it for me and that was one of my favorite parts of the Mm -hmm. novel was that that voice I think that, um, I do think that it worked. I think, like, that aspect of, like, her communicating to the audience and looking at the audience and breaking that wall, I do think it worked. I know a lot of people don't like it, but um, that's not what bugged me. It was more of, like, how she acts around other people versus how she she acts to the audience because I think it actually would have worked better if she'd been – less extroverted around the Mm. people she's talking to and like if that version of her was actually specifically reserved for us when she breaks the fourth wall I think it would maybe it would have worked better for me um but I do think that it worked and I think that Dakota Johnson did a good job and I think that she um I think breaking the fourth wall is tricky. Like I think, I think if it had been a different I person, I don't know if it would have flown for me. Like if I would have thought it was like too overdone in a way. Because I, I mean, yeah. it's no, I get what you're saying. It's very like it's very Fleabag. So Fleabag is a fantastic show. Did you ever watch it? Uh, I've seen the first episode or the first season. Oh, excuse me. okay. So you need to watch the second season. The second season is the best season. Okay. Um, okay. Like, significantly better even than the first season. Um, so I think that... So so Fleabag, like, is an example of, like, almost, like, a perfect example of breaking the fourth wall. And it's done even better in the second season. Um, and I think that a lot of people have been inspired by that. I definitely think that this movie was inspired by it. I think the screenwriters and the, the producers were inspired by Fleabag when they wrote this adaptation. Um, yeah. And I think that if it had been maybe anybody else but Dakota Johnson, it would have been a little too obvious and it would have fallen flat. But um, I do think it worked. I just don't think much else with that character worked as far as its relationship to the book character. Yeah, I understand. And I, I do want to say, too, that, like, that adaptation – that movie is not alone in this. I think this happens all the time. And it happens even with adaptations that I really like. Like, you look at even just, like, Harry Potter. And there are characters that are way different in the book than they are in the movie. Sure. And both work. And it's not like I hate those adaptations. Like, the adaptation. No, it's just... I didn't get the sense that you hated it. Yeah, totally. I mean, obviously, I mean, the whole cliche books are better. They're just they're just better they're just better but both have value (laughs) this is lit and libations not netflix (laughs) and libations although that could be fun too that could be fun that could be fun we could maybe we'll uh have a sister pod like maybe if we get more time in our life (laughs) 
we could we could have we could have a Patreon. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> would pay for it, but that's a where month, we could put a it monthly up. movie watch or a movie discussion or something for five, five bucks I, a month. I have really gotten into uh, so I'm late to the party and I've been meaning to watch it. Uh, Reservation Dogs. I haven't. On, I haven't you can watched watch it on Hulu. It's so good. It's so good. I really am enjoying it, and it's. I really like it, so I totally recommend. I was okay. late to the party on it. Totally recommend. It's really funny. I think it brings up all sorts of interesting things. Like the acting's really good in it. Um, nice. So it's yeah, it's really good. I recommend. Um, and I did want to recommend one more book that I've read. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Outside of the pod. Um, so it's called Trust. Oh, it's the one you Hernan put on Diaz. our Instagram. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, this book is really good. It, it's an interesting story. It's kind of set like after World War One and in that time period. And it's about kind of this financier and his wife. But it's a story about kind of how they made their money, but told in different ways. And each person telling it reveals things. It's, it's really, it's hard to explain, but it's really good really recommend it so okay definitely if you need another book pick up that so trust by hernan diaz very nice very nice um i need to talk to you about uh vladimir but we're gonna do it off the pod (gasps) because i don't want to spoil um yeah because you have to talk about the ending yes but okay i also if you guys haven't vladimir is also great very great um and great on audiobook. Yes, absolutely. I've been Sadie listening. Sadie and I both listened to this on audiobook, yes. and I think there is an added element to it. I think so too. I've been listening to it when I walk my dog, and it is so good. And I was at this like, I was listening to it, and I was at this like peak moment. I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Uh huh. And <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I was like freaking out. And then like some neighbors started talking to me. <laughs> Was like walking my dog and I was like no not like this is the worst time to talk to me please don't oh but yeah also I like had to be polite so I had to like take my headphones out and like stop and have a conversation with a human being like god darn it but um anyway no Vladimir fantastic audiobook fantastic and it's actually a relatively yes. sure audiobook too so like I feel like I think it's roughly eight to nine yeah. hours or something um yeah it's not super it's not very long so like just here and there like if you if you have a commute or like if you're walking your dog like I do I think it's a really really great listen um I'm almost done with Joan (sighs) I love it Joan is so good yes oh my gosh I'm so glad you recommended it it's amazing if you if anybody's listening and they're like a big fan of historical fiction it's a must read. It's so good. And then um, I'm trying to think. So, the, okay, I failed you again. I didn't watch The Bear. I tried to get Brian to watch it this weekend. I was like, Brian, like, we were trying to decide what to watch. I'm like, Brian, we really need to start The Bear. We really need to start what The Bear. What did you pick instead? Really... What did he pick? What did he pick instead? This is his fault. He picked. Okay, let me let me think. He picked a movie, and the movie was um, one that I fell asleep to within 20 minutes. And oh no, actually Wait, no, it, it wasn't. We we watched um, we watched Into the Spider Head. 
which is what the hell is that? What? Okay, so spider head. Don't what me? You don't watch some no, into the I spider will head. You. Over... I will what you today. <laughs> it is a film. You haven't even watched the Star Trek I've assigned <laughs> you either. You're watching crappy TV in place no, of good TV. Spider head was actually enjoyable. It was a film adaptation of the short George Saunders short story from 10th of December into the spider head. That's what it's about. Yes, it's a it's the adaptation of George Saunders short story Spiderhead into the Spiderhead. Oh, which is shit, I sound like an idiot. I thought it was yeah, that stupid I know. Oh, you know what I thought it was is Spiderwick that show Chronicles Yellow Jackets. What? Or that no, Yellow Jackets. What's that? Where it's like these like teenage cannibals or something? Oh, weird. I better stop talking. I oh think my maybe gosh. <laughs> Maybe I'm really mixing up things and that's embarrassing. Well, that's not what I thought it no, was. it was it was a good watch. It was you know I mean it's I should give that a watch. Then. It, it was actually it was a, it was pretty cool. And I remember when I read actually that that short story collection for the first time. If anybody knows me, yeah. they know I'm obsessed with George Saunders. I've had email yes. exchanges with him. Like I love him. I'm obsessed with him. Yes. He's my hero. Total fan. Total fangirl. Major. And I remember when I. It was actually the first year that Brian and I were dating. It was like maybe like a month into our relationship is all. And maybe a month or two months. And I remember I was reading that adaptation and I got to that short story. And I was like halfway done with it. And I'm like, oh my God, like Brian would really like this. Because it's one of his more like speculative fiction slash sci-fi short stories. Mm -hmm. And... I remember reading that short story to Brian like the first couple months of into our relationship because I thought he would really, really enjoy it. And yeah, and then they that's made so nice. and then they made a movie of it and I really liked oh. it. And I thought it they oh, did geez. a great now job. I feel like a total ass. You totally should have watched that over my picks. I I'm wrong. That no, no, that was no, an no. unfair no, that is we those are all very good reasons. We and, should have watched no. the bear. We will watch the bear. No, I take it back. I take it back. I I was incorrect. I jumped. Oh I was, I was wrong. Those are really good reasons. And now I want to watch the movie. That sounds good. You should watch it. It's on Netflix. You are a total Saunders fangirl, though. I am. Um, I'm a Salman Rushdie fangirl. Like poor. Uh, oh my God. How are you this doing? This whole thing is just so. I'm f fine. I mean, obviously fine, you're fine, like, but, but it's like just so. It's just sad. But yeah, I'm. That's. I've written emails. Like I remember meeting. Uh, these two guys in a bar in New York and they the one guy said he was his family company or whatever did financing for uh, wow. Salman Rushdie like they were like not finance like finance managers whatever that would be yeah you, and so I was like yeah. oh my god like I totally freaked out and I was like are you kidding me like he's my fate can like we call him I was a little drunk but I was like can we call him <laughs> I want to like talk to him like I was totally in the guys like oh my god she's crazy but I love Salman Rushdie I was compiling all of his books to see if I still had them all. And the only one I'm missing is Grimus. But, so, I get it. They, they've been you know talking what? about you're doing gonna a You're going to be so upset. The only one I've read by him is The Golden House. Did you, did you like it? I did. I thought it was great. And I have, I have Satanic Verses. Um, I just haven't read it yet. Um... My, f if I had to pick favorites, which is hard, but probably Midnight's Children and The Ground Beneath Her Feet. Okay. Um, I will send you some of my 
Salman Rushdie books. You don't need to you send me your They're copies. Really Why? What's the point of having this many books if I can't like loan them out? Because I'm perfectly. I can go get copies. You like. Okay, well, I was just trying to you help. You are so sweet, but I will get copies. Or if you want to give me copies for my for Christmas, that's what you can do. Oh, oh, okay, okay. That's actually a cute idea. Damn it. Now it's not a surprise, but that's a really cute idea. Thanks, Sadie. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> but this time I'll ship them directly to you oh instead my. of you like coming home for Christmas <laughs> and like having to like, dude, that was hard when we were in. So we were just in Pittsburgh and I yeah, bought, I went to Gray Whale book, no, White Whale bookstore. It's a really cool bookstore. And I bought four books and then I found other books that were not like literature books, but kind of more gift books at a different store. And Kendrick's like, we... How are you gonna do this? How are you so, gonna put this in um, our luggage? <laughs> yeah, so I will be more considerate of that going forward. One time I went on vacation and I only brought a carry-on with me. Oh and I bought so much stuff that I had to go out and buy luggage and oh, I've done that. Have another bag. That's awesome. I mean, it's something. That's, uh, it, yeah. it worked for me. I'm glad I bought all those gifts and all those things. It it worked out fine. Yeah. Oh, you're never going to get, I'm never going to give you a hard time for that. Thank you. Ever. Other than to say you should just plan on always packing a large bag. I, like, that's, <laughs> that's my, I mean, that's just, I've embraced it. Like, if I can pack that much, I will pack. I don't do more than I can. Like, I'll yeah. carry everything that I have. I'm not going to be, you know, where I need a cart following me around or I can't go certain places. But if I can, I will. So I just there hate checking a bag. I, I totally understand the, the downside for sure. And Kendrick never checks a bag. He always wears his bag. And I he is so patient with me because I'm sure it drives him crazy that we have to wait for my checked bag. But we get two free bags, okay? <laughs> like, right. And no, that's true. It is what it is. And they can be up to 75 pounds if you're, like, a certain Sky Miles member. And so, like, I'm going to just take advantage of it. I and think that's fine. And you know what? Depending, I take the risk of losing my bag. Depending on, it's like, worth it to me. Depending on the destination, too. That's not even my thing. It, for me, it's my patience. I don't like waiting for my checked luggage. I don't like waiting in line to check mm. my bag. Like, I just want to get through security and then I want to get to my yeah. Uber and that's all I want to do but <laughs> you don't really enjoy the tr like you yeah you want to just <laughs> I want get to through get it out of the airport but um I will say that whenever I go to like a destination I definitely okay. bring a big bag and I like but I still pack light because mm. I love like bringing home like local beer or local wine or like sure. liquor like if I'm going to like if I'm going to Mexico I'm gonna go get mezcal from Mexico like that's just what I'm gonna do and um so I really like doing that and then like I like bringing home souvenirs I do love bringing home souvenirs but if I'm just going like home yeah. I'm like I want to pack as little as possible and I just want to get the fuck out of here um mm -hmm. but I have I did I tell you my luggage horror story from when I came no. home for like the Fourth of July and Grandpa's funeral? So I feel like you must have, but I don't no, remember. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, no, it was that's not what it was. It was from California. It was when we went for it was after my grandma and grandpa died, and it was when we did our Disney trip. 
Oh, no. What happened? So, first off, like, my flight was delayed, like, over two hours on one of the legs. But what happened was when I flew to – so I flew out of LAX, and they were like, oh, well, like – if you want to check your bag and usually I'm like oh I'm one of those people who I'll check my bag like before I get on if I if I don't need it if I'm not planning on needing my bag I'll check my bag to make more room for people's overhead luggage so anyway I checked my bag and it was a big mistake because Kendrick had grabbed our um like a little bit of the money that like grandpa had left us that but like it was divided among the grandchildren and he gave it to us cash and it was in my bag and I forgot to get it before I let them check my bag but when they checked my bag at the gate they put the wrong tag on it so they put it as my final destination was Detroit which was what our what our layover was but my final Mm -hmm. destination was obviously Albany um and then I get to Detroit. First off, we're flying over, and then they said that we couldn't land. They had to land us in another state, and we had to wait for, like, an hour. And then they flew us. We had to, like, wait for an hour. So we were, like, we were supposed to land at 7. We didn't land until 10. And then um, by the time, like, we were off the plane and, like, out of line – it was midnight, and they wouldn't book a hotel for us because it was weather-related, so it wasn't their fault. And so I had to book a hotel, and then I had to get an, a, an Uber. And even though it was a three-minute drive, I had to pay $60 for an Uber because of the time and the fact that there are hardly any Ubers available, and then everybody needed a room. And then I get to this room. Luckily, it was fine, but I didn't have my bag because – like I had checked my bag and it was supposed to stay on the plane and so I didn't have any of my stuff I got like two hours of sleep staying at this hotel and then I had to go the next day and then I get to Albany and my bag doesn't show up because it's still in Detroit and it took me like two weeks to get my bag and I was freaking out because I thought that um like somebody would have rummaged through it and like stolen yeah. stuff and it was really scary and really shitty and I just was like crying at the airport and like crying to the receptionist at the hotel because I didn't Aww. have like any of my stuff and they were really nice and they gave me like a free toothbrush and like a free like they were just like really nice about it which restores you know my faith in humanity um yeah but it was terrible it was awful so I'm never checking my bag at the gate again unless it's a direct flight. That's my moral of the story. Well, I can understand that. <laughs> like, totally. Thank you, everyone, for listening to my sob story. That was quite a saga. That was I'm a, sorry. That, I shouldn't, no, I shouldn't was, have I'm put sorry you that through that. I went through it. I shouldn't put other people through it. It was too much. No, I... I feel bad. Like that sounds awful. Like, I was just like so. Tra- travel stuff is travel stuff is the worst. It's just already so stressful. I was and you're always tired, and so it's like tired. the last thing you want to be doing. I just wanted to go home. It's just yeah, it totally sucks. So I'm glad you survived. And I had to miss an extra day one. of work. 
You know, like I yeah. had to take an entirely extra stressful. day off. That's that's stressful. I didn't want to use my vacation that way. I was very yeah. very upset, but it's okay. No, I feel for you. It's okay. Um. Okay. Well, do we have anything else to discuss? Any other recommendations? No, I. F- um, I know. I feel like I should end it on like a happier note. Like, oh, I just watched I Westworld. Of... I finished Westworld season four. The finale came out yesterday. Have you kept up on Westworld? You watched the first season, right? No, I did. I watched the first two, mm-hmm. and I, I keep meaning to go back to it, and I just don't for some reason. You know, like the third season was okay. There were like some pretty good highs, but there were some pretty big lows. Um, yeah. Season four, the one that just just uh, came out, it was kind of the same thing, but it made me very excited for season five. Like I think that oh, I think like I think season five is gonna really like tie because it's gonna be the last season, and I think it's really gonna tie stuff up really nicely, and I think it's gonna be like a really it's going to go back to its roots, and I think that that's going to be what's fun about it because I love, like, the Westworld aspect of seasons one and two. Um, mm-hmm. So I think that that's what the next season's going to do. But I, like, I will maintain that even if nobody continues the show, season one of Westworld is the best season of sci-fi, like, I've ever seen. I think it's a great season of television. And even if you don't continue, I think even just season one is, like, worth watching isolated. Mm. I think it's fantastic. Okay, good to know. Well, that that is pushing me more in the direction of, like, doing it. Yeah, so, I think it's, I think good, it's good. There's, like, a lot of fun stuff in season three and season four. And, like, I think it really asks a lot of its audience as far as, like, considering – a lot of existential questions. It's a very existential show, which I like. I like about. I like that about it. Awesome. Okay. Okay. Well, that's pushed me a little bit. I like it. Sounds good. Yeah. I. I really haven't done anything else besides that. Um, Trust was a big, big book, so that nice. took a little bit of time. And then, but I like was doing that on the plane. Had lots of plane trips and stuff. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. Okay. So our next episode. Next two episodes, we'll be discussing Mother of Strangers by Swad Amri. So go pick up your copy mm-hmm. from your local bookstore or order it on bookshop.org um, so that you can listen and let us know what you think. So I think that's about yeah. it. I do recommend watching the movie if you haven't watched it, but read the book first. Yeah, read the book first. I think it'll just enhance the book for you. Yeah, yeah. It won't ruin the book for you. And I think. No, I, and I think you'll appreciate the book. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that. Um, even though I have some criticisms with it as far as it it's, is as an adaptation of the book, I think it's still a yeah. very fine, like, fun, entertaining movie to watch. And it's like, it's a, I think it's a fun movie. Yeah, I agree. Well, I'm glad we got to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, it me fun. too. It was fun. We haven't done a little a movie one in a while. So hope you guys get a chance to read the book if you did read it liked it uh, if you have any comments let us know we'd love to hear from you um, and we'll talk to you guys next time bye